No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Let's go. lovely weekend because I certainly did as always so much to get through so little time tonight's recommended drink cheap box wine tonight's recommended snack bland brand no name crackers and appropriately for tonight this is the official wine and crackers broadcast here on Monday thank you for joining us it's an absolute pleasure to see you there I hope you got your rest in guys I hope you got your rest in boogers I hope you had a long night's sleep I hope you had many nights of long sleep (laughs) Because the darkness is about to descend. Just when we thought, just when we were starting to get heartbroken. I know I was. I don't know about fucking you. I don't know about you guys. But, man, like, at the end of last week, I was really bummed. I was down. I was out. You know why? Because something that had become very close to my heart, Chaz, was starting. It was winding up. It was going away. And I was like, oh, man. Just just when I was getting attached to this social experiment, you know? Like, the scientific part of my brain really enjoyed just looking looking at Chaz as Gary Vance enjoyed. Uh, Gary Vance is waiting for us. But a, a quick little announcement. Uh, second half of the show tonight, I'm just going to open up the phones. We're going to open up the Discord. So if you're in the Discord and you want to get on the show and have a chat, and I'm streaming the show live right now in the general chat um, voice channel on Discord, so you won't miss anything because people complain, like, when they're waiting to get on that they can't watch and stuff. So if you just jump in the general chat, you'll see the show streaming there. And we'll get we'll do that in the second half of the show after the ad break. So if you want to jump in, you can watch the show in there if you want. It's up to you. Uh, I see Gary Vance is in there right now. So Gary will be first cab off the rank when we come back in the second half of the show, uh, if you want to get on tonight. So, you know, as Gary like enjoyed, for me, Chaz was like Gypsy with a Diamond. It wasn't like Gypsy with a Diamond. Where did you steal the diamond, Gypsy? Who did you steal the diamond from, Gypsy? Good evening. Yes, good evening. For me, Chaz was like poking a dead body with a stick. You know? Like, I just had to pay it. To, I, I had to keep watching it. It was strangely erotic to me. Like finding your cousin attractive. <laughs> winning TV with a diamond. Follow Winning TV, by the way. Enjoyed your impromptu... Uh, happy birthday, America show on Saturday, uh, Saturday night, sir. For Saturday night for you? Yeah, it was Saturday night for you. Bland brand no-name crackers may be a supremacist phrase. Don't worry. We're going to get into all of that. Hold your horses, white supremacists. <laughs> Everybody's a white supremacist now. Got so much stuff. So at the end of last week, I was really sad because Chaz was winding down. And here you had this community-led ground groundswell of support for average normal people in the community who are oppressed by the police and whatnot and whatever the fuck they were saying handing out free food handing out little trinkets uh you know making i think i think we can all agree making the world a better place and actually i've just been reminded of an article that i read earlier today which I need to bring up because I don't have it in my rundown. 
because I'm very ill-prepared. Going on about two hours sleep today. So that's all right. <laughs> Don't worry. We'll get through it. Ah, here we go. That's the one. Thank you very much. Because we're going to have to... We're going to have to dissect the death of Chaz before we talk about its rebirth, its evolution. Sometimes things have to go away in order for other things to make their way. And when Clown World sh uh, closes a door, it doesn't open a window, but it does leave it uh, inviting with some VCRs and televisions and computer equipment inside. It makes When Clown World shuts a door, it makes it enticing for somebody to break in through a window. And that's what we're going to do tonight, metaphysically, of course. We're going to break in through the window and see the evolution of Chaz. Chaz 2.0, ladies and gentlemen. And let me tell you, I can you can rarely say this about a sequel. It is so much better than the first one. <laughs> I can't fucking wait. So we'll get into that. We've got some other stuff as well. And like I said, in the second half of the show, I've got some random bits and pieces I can go through. But if you want to call in, have your say have a chat, jump on the Discord, um, jump in the general chat, and we'll get you on the second half of the show. Should be fun. So before we get to any of that, ladies and gentlemen, of course, if you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means, head to patreon.com slash boogiebumper. Become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you would like to celebrate the evolution of Chaz, Chaz has metamorphosized from a disgusting caterpillar into a beautiful butterfly, as far as I'm concerned. We're going to explore it all tonight. We might even do a little bit of a deep dive. We'll see how we go. Uh, if you'd like to do all that, then follow me on Twitter, at Boogie Bumper. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like to leave a tip during tonight's proceedings, the preferred method is, of course, dlive.tv slash Boogie Bumper. Or the link down below, down in that corner now, that corner over there, streamlabs.com slash boogie bumper. All right, so let's go. Tonight's first item was sent to me by uh, Lucifer Sam, who joined us on Friday night. Uh, everybody enjoyed Lucifer. I thought it was a great chat. Uh, we gave him two hours on the show. We gave him two hours on the show, and my my dear friend Steph, who I love, don't get me wrong, love heart like heart of pure gold does Stefan have. I, I gave Lucifer literally double the amount of time that I give any other guest. Two hours. So it was a three-hour show. Lucifer Sam got two of those three hours. I get a message from Steph. Mm, you should have let the guy talk more. <laughs> Thanks, Steph. Jesus fucking Christ. If I let him talk more, we'd still be doing the episode now. Fuck. <laughs> Thanks for your feedback, you cunt. <laughs> We like Steph. We love Steph. Don't get me wrong. So our next item was sent through by uh, Lucifer Sam. And he asked, what the hell is going on down there in Australia? He's talking about. This is a fantastic story. The, these kinds of stories are the reason that I get up in the morning. <laughs> if you're listening to the podcast, allow me to read the headline from this Guardian article for you. Upward thrusting buildings ejaculating into the sky. I just want you to pitch. I just want you. I want to put. I want to put you in a place of complete and total relaxation for this article, ladies and gentlemen. Imagine for a moment that you can breathe through your pussy while we read this Guardian piece, which is very important. Upward thrusting buildings ejaculating into the sky. Do cities have to be so sexist? <laughs> 
remember remember the good old days when it was just the rockets that people were concerned about? I remember in the late 2000s reading articles for, for fun about how rockets need to be obviously not written by, like, uh, say, aerospace engineers or anything like that. They weren't written by people who were working at fucking NASA, put it that way. But I remember reading, like, feminist blogs in the late 2000s who were complaining that rockets were shaped like penises and the whole... <laughs> I swear to God. And they said the, the shape of the rocket needs to be different because the penis going... The, the, the you know... The metaphorical penis leaving our atmosphere does not give enough credit to the females who helped put that penis into outer space. I'm not even fucking joking. Maybe one day, because I've got an old hard drive somewhere where I've kept all of these articles. I used to save them all and put them in files. I don't do that anymore. But I do have one of my hard drives laying around that has all of these links in it. <laughs> Feminists were angry that the rockets were too penis-shaped. And then people wonder, like, they're like, Boogie, how did you know that we would get to this point where it's clown world and everything's going crazy? It's like, were you not paying attention? Were you not reading what these uh, university professors in some cases were writing about in 2005 or 1999 or 2010? Do you not see what's happening here? We know. <laughs> we knew all along that it would get to this point that cities would be deemed sexist because the buildings look like penises because we already read the rocket story 15 years ago. Upward thrusting buildings ejaculating into the sky. Sounds hot if you ask me. <gasps> Debbie does everywhere. Glass ceilings and phallic towers. <laughs> I haven't even read this yet. I have, I swear to God... I swear on all of your graves, including my own, that I've not read one word of this article yet. Just the headline. Coffee Talk with Sandra with a diamond. Thank you. Follow Coffee Talk with Sandra. A quick little announcement. I will be joining Coffee Talk with Sandra on Thursday night at 9pm. Going to have a little chat. I'm sure I'm going to enrage large sections of her audience, which is exactly what I'm aiming for. Hopefully the topic of Q comes up feelings and other female related internet topics i'm looking forward to that thank you <laughs> thank you for joining us glass ceilings and phallic towers mean streets and dark alleys road names and statues of men from the physical to the metaphorical the city is filled with the reminders of masculine power but what about that waxing salon just down there Coffee Talk with Sandra with a diamond. Fun, fun, fun. Thank you for the resub, Amberlina. <laughs> a building, no matter how phallic, that's twice in one paragraph that they use, they've used the term phallic now. There's a, there is a general rule when it comes to creative writing. You don't want to repeat the same word like from one sentence to the next unless you're doing it for a very, 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 very specific reason. Uh, so when you use the term phallic, I would have come up with some other kind of, you know, get get out the, the uh, thesaurus, find some other word for penis. You've already used phallic. I don't know. Rape meat? Can we say that? A building, no matter how reminiscent of rape meat, that would that might have been more appropriate. Maybe we should have written it that way. Isn't exactly, isn't exactly misogynist, is it? Surely a, sky, a skyscraper isn't responsible for sexual harassment. <laughs> Surely. Who knows, though? Let's, let's not write it off. <clears throat> the wage gap or even the glass ceiling. 
whether it has literal one up top or not. That said, our built environments can still reflect patterns of gender-based discrimination. <laughs> Fuckstick, yeah. Despite our buildings looking like fucksticks, our built environments can still reflect uh, patterns of gender-based discrimination. To imagine the city and its structures as neutral places, then why does every tunnel feel like a vagina? Can anybody answer me that? Can anybody answer me that? Why does a tunnel feel like a vagina? Maybe I'm maybe I'm going into them wrong. Who knows? <laughs> Minister of Fun, Kimmy. Rape culture, man. Am I right? Oh, it's so much more, Kimmy. I assume. <clears throat> like I said, I haven't read this article yet. To imagine the city and its structures as neutral places where complicated human social relations are staged is to ignore the simple fact that people built these places. As the feminist geographer... A feminist geographer. Yeah. We used to think the earth was flat, but now we know the earth is sexist. <laughs> feminist geography. <laughs> All of the mountains look like bulges at the front of the earth's underpants. How oppressive. We need to flatten everything and build more trenches. <laughs> We'll call them love trenches. Equality, equality holes. Damn it. To imagine the city and its structures as neutral places where complicated human social interactions, uh, social relations are staged is to ignore the simple fact that people built these places. As the feminist geographer Jane Dark has said, quote, our cities are patriarchy written in stone, brick, glass, and concrete. In other words, Cities reflect the norms of the societies that build them, and sexism is a deep-rooted norm. Cities reflect the norm of the societies that built them. Interesting theory. I wonder why then so many societies live in fucking grass and mud huts. <laughs> this really is an own goal. Surely you have to, surely you have to concede that point. Why do so many societies live in grass huts and eat dirt then? Are they reflective of the society's values? Hmm, interesting. Interesting theory. <clears throat> I'm such a boring person. I actually know why high-rise buildings exist. Do you want to know why? It is, it's boring but also interesting depending on your level of nerdiness. The reason that high-rise buildings exist is because of the uh, invention of air conditioning, believe it or not. I once spent hours studying air conditioning and the history of air conditioning because <laughs> I'm a very fucking boring person. So, before air conditioning was a thing, uh, office buildings would only go so high, maybe like five or six levels. Reason being because during the summer, it would get unbearably hot in the top levels, too hot for people to work in, right? Buildings had to be uh, constructed facing a certain way so they wouldn't get the hot afternoon sun. They'd have to put uh, awnings on the outside of the windows to try and keep the heat off because when the, hot, when the heat was high, obviously in the office, uh, production went low. 
So when they came up, yes, really. So <laughs> believe it or not. So when they invented air conditioning, they were able to uh, stack more people into the same building and build it higher. And production went through the roof and everybody was fucking happy. Air conditioning is essentially like, again, believe it or not, do your own research. Air conditioning is essentially the thing that fueled uh, the financial revolution after the 1950s. I swear to God. Thank you for the diamond bug eaters. Because of air conditioning, we were able to get more people into the same amount of space, into the same office building. We could build it higher. That means builders were getting more money, people were getting more creative, and people were more productive at the same time. Thank you for the diamond, Katie Reid. It's all thanks to air conditioning, which is why I suspect feminists spend so much time bitching about fucking air conditioning. Because they know. You might not know, but they know. Air conditioning fueled the capitalist, you know, rise after the, night, after the Second World War. More than just about anything else. More than the destruction of the European factories. You can thank air conditioning <laughs> for the rise of Wall Street. <laughs> Sounds ridiculous, but it's true. As far back as 1977, an American poet and professor of architecture named Dolores Hayden, I love that name, Dolores, wrote an article with the explosive headline, Skyscraper Seduction, Skyscraper Rape. Yes! Yes! I knew we'd get a rape reference in there, didn't you? I'm so happy about it. I'm giddy at this. I am so happy about this article. Thank you so much, Lucifer Sam, for sending this one through. Skyscraper rape, ladies and gentlemen. Mulva? <laughs> Gipple? <laughs> one for the Seinfeld fans. Hayden tore into the male power fantasies embodied in this celebrated urban form. <laughs> You see, as far back as 1977, the writing was on the wall. We knew that we were coming to the end. Sky Raper, Kitty B in the chat, well done. <laughs> the Sky Rapers. Are you talking about aliens? No, I'm talking about buildings. We found somebody, we found a group of people that are more eccentric to the Roswell people. You know what I mean? The Roswell people, I was raped by an alien. Well, I was raped by a building. Wow. These people are fucking nuts. <laughs> I have a jar of alien urine in my basement, but I've never been raped by a fucking building. The office tower, she wrote, is one more addition, quote, to the procession of phallic monuments in history, including poles, obelisks, spires, columns, and watchtowers. Yes, okay, I get it. Men do like to uh, build things that resemble their penis. I'm sorry. We like our penises. We're not getting rid of them. We enjoy them. I'm sorry. You can build a statue to a your vagina if you want. That's fine. Nobody cares. Because we're just going to fuck it anyway. <laughs> that's what we do. Because that's how we roll. <laughs> my, my skyscraper penis is going to fuck the shit out of your tunnel hole. Trust me. <laughs> where architects un unironically use the language of base shaft and tip <laughs> I, 
over each with a diamond. What does she think flying buttresses were? God knows. God only knows. While drawing upward thrusting buildings, ejaculating light into the night sky. If the sexism of the city began and ended with architectural symbolism, it hasn't. It didn't. It didn't. People, people in third world tribes that are thousands of years old have been constructing uh, monuments to glorify their penis for a long time. It's just been a thing that's been around for a while. And trust me, uh, male or female, most people on earth enjoy a good dick when they get one. <laughs> Everybody loves penises. Spent D, thank you for the diamond. Happy Monday, Boogie and Boogers. Thank you so much for joining us. Spent D, co-host of the Sunday Night Shit Show, ladies and gentlemen. We've got a shout out to the Sunday Night Shit Show coming up a little later on. Trust me, it, it, what modern society and what the modern culture is trying to tell you that the penis is so offensive and awful and stuff, it's garbage. The overwhelming majority of people on earth love penis, whether you're the owner or the recipient Everybody loves dicks. We love them. As people, as a race, as a species, we love penis. We love having penises. We love getting penises. We love playing with penises. We enjoy their company. We can't get enough dick. So why shouldn't we build statues to the penis? Genuine question. It's like the one thing that unites everybody on earth. We all love dicks. Dicks and boobies. Listen to this. They matter to me as a mother. As a mother. They matter to me as a busy professor who often finds herself in strange cities, wondering if it's okay to pop into the neighbourhood pub alone. <coughs> Ask any woman who's tried to bring a pram onto a bus. <laughs> Coffee Talk with Sandra with the diamond. I totes love the penis. I love them too. I love them in a different way than you love them, granted, but I still love them. I, well, I don't love them. I just like this one. I love the one I have. I don't want to see anybody else's. <laughs> Ask any woman who's tried to bring a pram onto a bus, breastfeed in a park, or go for a jog at night. She intuitively understands the message the city sends her this place is not for you because you see there's too many penis-shaped buildings around. That's why women don't go jogging at night because the city is filled with phallic representations. Gary Vance on the chat is now second-guessing. <laughs> Gary Vance on the chat is now regretting uh, being the first to put his hand up to come on the show on Discord. Why, Gary? What's wrong with this? It's a great topic. Yet the city can be a place of great freedom. The anonymity of urban life breeds possibilities easily stifled in a claustrophobic small town or suburban enclave. Education, work, pleasure, politics. The city broadens our horizons and gives us choice. Our foremothers, our foremothers. It's interesting. Forefathers, I guess, would be too penis related. Lou Ferrigno in the chat, even lesbians use dildos. There's a great line from a comedian. I think he's a Canadian. I can't remember. I can't remember uh, his name, but I just remember this line. Uh, he said, "I think lesbians should be banned from using dildos. They made their choice." <laughs> I couldn't agree more. 
You can't say that you're a lesbian and then have, you know, a penis-shaped object. Fuck you. You take us as we are, or you take nothing. You don't get to pick and choose. During the Industrial Revolution, the populations of European cities and many others in the colonised world grew rapidly. They became flashpoints for moral panic about how gender norms were changing. The teeming streets threatened the neatly defined spaces that kept the classes apart, increasing the risk that women, especially, would have their virtue tainted by rubbing shoulders with workers, immigrants, poor people, and the other. Echoing department stores from New York Ladies Mile, new spaces and entire urban districts were built with the intention of controlling high-status white women's exposure to the messy public realm. After all, what would be worse than being considered a public woman? Good question, Guardian. At the other end of the spectrum, those who fell into grinding poverty or sex work were also in need of tight control, lest their failings infect others. Working women were blamed for the breakdown of the traditional family and its consequences, namely men straying into gambling and alcohol addiction. Listen listen to this shit that they're writing in order to justify this ridiculous theory that cities are sexist because buildings look like dicks. Because a building looks like an erect cock. We have to talk about, oh, well, there was poverty and prostitution back in the 1850s. These people are just fucking mad. You are stark raving mad. You want to know why people don't take you seriously? It's got nothing to do with the fact that you have a vagina in the first place. It's because you do things like this. That's why. This is why. It's because... It's because you talk about a poem written in the 1970s that refers to skyscrapers as penis-shaped tools of rape and expect to be taken seriously. And we all laugh at the fact that you expect to be taken seriously. That's why you don't get taken seriously. Because you are insane. Because you are fucking mad. Mad as a cut snake. I'm sorry. There's no other way to put it. I wish I could help you out. Maybe a good dicking would help. Maybe, maybe a good dicking. Hey, they're not all bad. You might enjoy it. <clears throat> you know, people get upset when the feminists say things like, oh, incels, you need to get laid. Well, how about this? Maybe some of the feminists need to get laid. If you're walking around a major uh, city and seeing buildings and you think of a penis, I tend to think that you haven't been dicked in a long time. You know what I mean? Ring the bell and get your cheese, man. Thank you for the gifted sub, Winnie TV. Minister of Fun Kimmy says, where's the shredder? We need it now more than ever. Do you want to shred this one? Like, because, look, here's the thing. If you're a little backed up as a guy and you're, like, flicking around on the television and something like, you know, women's beach volleyball comes on, I can understand then you would think about volleyball a lot. (laughs) You'd be thinking, wow, volleyball's a really good sport. I could watch this all fucking day. That makes sense to me. But if you're a feminist who walks around the city looking at buildings thinking, wow, that looks like a huge erect penis, I'm sorry, there is only one cure for that, and it's the same as the cause. Penis. (laughs) (laughs) Penis. The cause of and solution to all of feminism's problems. Uh, So Kimmy wants a shredder on that. Now you face the shredder. 
give that a nice little shred. Okay. <laughs> Winning TV with a diamond. Even women's bowling will work if backed up. Oh, man, look at the way she handles that ball. The violent end of the Capitol Hill organised protest explained. This comes from the good people of Vox. Seattle's police-free neighbourhood started experiencing violence, but locals still don't trust the police. I want this to settle in for you. Seattle protesters experiment with a police-free community and protest space has ended. Now, you have to understand, we're reading this from Vox, so you know Vox is going to do their absolute best to present this in a certain kind of light, right? This is amazing. On Wednesday, dozens of officers from the Seattle Police Department arrested more than 30 people and cleared out Capitol Hill organized protest, otherwise known as CHOP, formerly known as CHAZ. I'm still calling it. It'll always be CHAZ to me. At Mayor Jenny Durkin's order, that Nazi, that fascist. The mayor's executive order came in response to a wave of nighttime violence (laughs) in the four block area, including four shootings and several alleged sexual assaults. Let's have a little look here. Here comes the man. Peaceful, you piece of shit! You fucking bitch! She was fucking peaceful! Sounds peaceful to me. (laughs) Sounds very peaceful, doesn't it? Don't you see how peaceful he is? Mostly peaceful is the new talking point for riots. Good, Good point, actually. Mostly peaceful. And anything that isn't peaceful is somebody else's fault. Probably the white supremacists. Katie, a local who protested in the, in the neighborhood before and after CHOP was established, said they, was, they sobbed when they saw police clearing it out. <laughs> sobbing. Uncontrollable sobbing. I'm glad that people were able to see what a space like that could be. This is a quote from Katie who who cried uncontrollably when the police came to uh, take out the protesters, ladies and gentlemen. I'm happy. I, I'm so sad. I'm so sad about this that the uh, the people, the good people of Chop. <laughs> I'm so I'm happy that the world could see how good we can do this. I, I'm really. <laughs> Which which rape are you referring to? Which shooting? Would it be the shooting of the nine-year-old you're referring to? Of how good this was? Over the last month, thousands of people, including families, have visited the area and shown their support for the messages of equity and change. Unfortunately, that message has been undermined by violence in the area. The area has increasingly attracted more individuals bent on division and violence, and it is risking the lives of individuals. Yes, because they created such a utopia... The white supremacists and the bigots and the fascist ladies and gentlemen couldn't wait to infiltrate it. They couldn't wait to get in there amongst it, in amongst the love and the harmony and the racial equality and start fucking it up. Obviously, that's what happened. And if you say anything else than that, in the words of Mayor Jenny Durkin, 
Uh, it's simply not true. You remember we played that clip last week. Let's have a look here. What do we got here? Look at the organic gardens flourishing. Oh, the police are clearing them out of the gardens. This is awful. This is terrible stuff, this. Oh, no, look, they're ripping down the tents. Oh, no. How awful. I feel like sobbing. The violence at CHOP shows the difficulty in trying to create a police-free neighbourhood, especially without investments in community anti-poverty efforts. <laughs> it's amazing. When nobody charges anything for anything and everybody just wants to take free food, how difficult it is to make money. <laughs> because, you know, the best cure for poverty is, of course, being able to make money. But let's not let that get in the way of a good story. Out of what was primarily a protest space, it also highlights the pervasiveness of certain forms of violence, like violence against women. See, look at this. Look at this. <laughs> violence against women was the reason that the police came in and cleared up the chop, cleared up the chaz, which some residents told Vox was a problem in the neighbourhood even before chop was established. Ah. See, whatever problems existed in Chaz, they were merely there already or came from outside sources. The idea of Chaz itself can't be blamed for anything at all. In the shadow of the penis-shaped buildings around it. Reminding everybody about rape and other penis-related activities. Listen to this. What we know about the violence during and before CHOP's existence... The autonomous zone idea for the protest area began as a meme after SPD vacated the nearby East Precinct building on June the 8th, following eight straight days of police clashes with protesters in the wake of George Floyd's killing. But protesters were very quickly seized on the idea of creating a sustained occupation-style protest in the area, working with city personnel to block off street traffic in a six-block radius around the precinct. Again, you have to pay attention to the way these things are written. Because we know, we heard from the chief of the Seattle Police Department herself that they left the area because, quote, they were being yelled at by the protesters. They were yelling at us. We had to leave. <laughs> in this Vox article, though, they worked with the city. They worked with the government in order to establish this. Right. That's, a, that's one way of putting it. Very creatively. Yes. Henry St. George Tucker Bumper Politics. Why? Walking through the city safely during the day is now rape. Correct. It's about time. I feel like going for a stroll myself. It wasn't me. <laughs> Imagine being a rapist in the city now. It wasn't me. It was the building. It was the skyscraper. He, he fucked her. I didn't. In the first week... <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to work with you here. I'm trying to keep up. In the first week of CHOP's existence, people who were spending a lot of time at the protest told Vox they felt safe there. Talking with my friends and talking with a couple of people on the ground, I keep hearing people say, I never felt this safe walking in the city. I guess this is before the idea of building rape became a phenomenon. The, the knowledge that the people aren't there has created this feeling that this is a space that belongs to everybody, ladies and gentlemen. Have a listen to this. This is this is my favourite quote out of this whole story. And then we're going to get into 
what's next for Chaz because you're going to love it. And I, I have a feeling we're going to be following what's next for Chaz for quite some time. But what initially started as a local curiosity, drawing residents and families from the surrounding area, they couldn't wait to get into Chaz. <laughs> Eventually took a turn for the worst. Over the past nine days, the area saw... Over nine days, the area... We're talking about four blocks, okay? Four blocks of racial equality and harmony and protesters, you know, uh, drum circles, organic gardens, or everything that's nice and pure in this awful world, okay? Four blocks. Over the past nine days, the area saw four shootings, two deaths, arson, <laughs> several alleged sexual assaults, otherwise rapes, otherwise known as rapes. Well done, Chaz. <laughs> Everything was going so well. And then the last nine days, everybody was rape, raping, shooting, killing, and setting fire to things. I don't understand. Listen to this. <laughs> it's been a terrible week for the area, said Justin, the publisher of CapitolHillSeattle.com. Okay. CapitolHillSeattle.com, who has been covering the goings on within CHOP since its inception. But these kinds of violent spikes do come in waves, he said, and we've seen this before in other parts of the city. Yeah! Ergo, the nine-day period which saw, which saw children being murdered, <laughs> buildings set on fire, rape, theft, assault, violent crimes, that's just, the, that's just part of the natural ebb and flow of Seattle's criminal world. <laughs> it has nothing to do with Chaz. It has nothing to do with Chop. These kinds of crimes have happened before and they've happened in other parts of the city too. So it's got nothing to do with the Chaz. Isn't that fucking brilliant? Don't you love it? The violent end of the Capitol Hill organised protest explained by the good people. Perfectly normal. Exactly. By the good people at Vox, ladies and gentlemen. So let's get to Chaz 2.0. And I, I hope you're as excited about this as I am. Because when it all got wrapped up in Chaz, I was down. I was blue. I was feeling down and out. I was like, oh, man, I was just having so much fun with this. It just started to get fun, you know? It started to get exciting. But we didn't have to wait long. Thank you for the diamond, Perryverse. We didn't have to wait long for somebody to fill the gap. As Original Rev said on Twitter, nature abhors a vacuum. <laughs> so somebody has filled, stepped in to fill the breach for content here on this little fledgling little podcast ladies and gentlemen may i present to you the armed black militia challenges white nationalists at georgia's stone mountain park this is a fantastic story and people are going to say this is awful blah 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 blah, blah. That, 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 that. i've heard it all before i was saying the things that you're saying now 10 years ago and nobody gave a fuck then and now I don't give a fuck either. So if you're really upset about like armed militias and balkanization and uh, divisions being, you know, exacerbated in society between ethnic groups and stuff, trust me, that fucking ship has sailed. Because when we were all talking about how uh, various aspects of the educational system, popular culture and the media were exacerbating those differences, 
you didn't give a fuck. So don't come up to me now and talk about how important it is. It's too late. You had your chance. You fucking blew it. Now you can just enjoy it. It's all you got left. But 1,000 heavily armed militia, about 1,000 heavily armed militia, all of whom were black, marched through Georgia's Stone Mountain Park on Saturday, challenging white nationalist groups in the area to either come out and fight or join them in demonstrating against their government. Stone Mountain Park officials said the black militia group was peaceful, orderly, and escorted by police. They get a police escort. <laughs> they got a police escort. That's nice. Funny. Some some militia groups get uh, murdered by the FBI. I wonder how they choose these things. Is it is it a drawer? Is it a chocolate wheel? Is that how they decide who the winners and losers are? Very interesting. Videos posted to show, uh, social media show the group not fucking around coalition, which we've got to be fair, is better than Chaz. The NFAC not fucking around coalition, tip of the hat. Good job. Meeting at the massive nine-story quartz sculpting that depicts former Confederate President Jefferson Davis and Southern Generals Robert E. Lee and Stonewall Jackson, who was a tremendous drunk. NFAC founder Grandmaster Jay told Newsweek via phone Sunday that the militia members at Stone Mountain on Saturday were 100% black. We are pure black. All black. And they are not affiliated with Black Lives Matter. We are a black militia. We aren't protesters. We aren't demonstrators. We don't come to sing. We don't come to chant. That's not what we do, he said. So let's have a look at some of these uh, the black militia members, ladies and gentlemen. Because they've been getting a lot of love on Twitter, from myself included, because I think this is fucking fantastic. The NFAC is in the house. Let's have a look here. Looking good. Looking very good. Very organized. Organized, uniformed. It's not like your usual militia. You know, the usual militia... Um, some of them are wearing army fatigue. Some of them are wearing other other clothes. They don't look like a unit like these guys do. You know, I'm I'm loath to use this term, but they all look the same to me. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had. To. I thought it was good. I thought it was funny. Ben K Veritas with a diamond. It's okay to be racist as long as you're not white. Well, come on, these people aren't racist. They're freedom fighters. Think about it. Yeah, so they do all look the same to me, um, which is very credit to them. Obviously, a lot of organization has gone into this. Obviously, a lot of planning has gone into this to get people all out there, all in black, in uniform, ready to go, right? Seems very organic. <laughs> it's obviously a very organic uprising, you know? Like, it looks like something that somebody would be able to do without any kind of outside help or funding at all. Like, just uh, just like some kind of underground social media campaign, you know, and everybody was just on board. They don't look like uh, any kind of organization whatsoever that has been helped in any way, shape, or form by any kind of federal agency. I think that's obvious. I think that's obvious. So there's been a lot of love for these people. What do you mean by these people? I'm talking about freedom fighters, you racist prick. <clears throat> Let's have a little look here. 
Now, we're going to get into this guy. He's the founder. He's the leader of the Not Fucking Around Coalition. Let's have a look here. Threat, counter threat. Because threats don't mean shit to us. Y'all been threatening us since Birmingham. I ain't seen shit. When is July the 4th? And all you scary-ass Negroes that passed that shit around, look at what the fuck you did. You made blacks come out. I don't see no... Are they all gay? <laughs> you made us come out. Sorry, that was that was hacky. I don't, I don't think they're all gay. There might be some gay people in there, but that's none of my business. You're not allowed to ask anymore in the armed services, so let's not go there. White militia. So to the boogie boys, the three percenters. Boogie the boys. Rest of you... Are you? I'm the boogie boy. Oh no, you mean all oh, the boogaloos? Right, go ahead. Scared ass rednecks. We here. Where the fuck you at? We in your house. Yeah. Let's Looks like a very upper middle class white suburb to me. Um, <laughs> here's some other videos here. I mean, have a look at them marching around. I mean, long driveways, relatively new cars, manicured lawns and gardens. Looks like suburbia to me. Looks like, you know, Average suburbia. It doesn't. It doesn't look like the crucible of redneckism, if you want to put it that way. Boogie boys, 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 boys. Andrew Jackson in the chat. <laughs> Winning TV with a diamond. Maybe the supremacists aren't all over the place. <laughs> Can somebody please remove Winning TV from the chat? He seems to be a science denier. And probably a racist too. But I do think they look incredibly smart marching in their uniforms with their guns. I think it's great. Look at them. Very organized. They know what they're doing, these folks. Uh, ben K. Veritas sent a couple of videos for us. Let me get over here. Change my thingy, my bob. Uh, NFAC leader, Grandmaster J. Black Militia live formation in Atlanta. So we're doing formations now. This is this will be good. We'll go down right now. Why is it so difficult for people to do the profile shot on the fucking phone? Still. We've had iPhones for such a long time. It's really not that hard. Why does everybody does every was everybody born in a fucking phone booth? Phone booths don't even exist anymore. How is this even? How is this even possible? Uh, what's his name? Grandmaster. Okay. We watched the videos all the time. Really excited. Um, I was doing this back in the sixties, man. I was doing this. You know, I was doing this back in the sixties, man. <laughs> oh no. It seems like the blacks have their own version of the boomers in their fucking shit up. <laughs> you know, back in my day, we used to take a whole bunch of acid and march around with guns ourselves. You know, of course, back then it actually meant something. You know, back then you could really scare the white people. These days they just kind of giggle at you. But hey, what are you going to do? That's the price of equality, I guess. <laughs> we used to do this back in the 60s. <laughs> have any support. Black guns matter. Couldn't agree more. I wanted to just, you know, I'm too old. I'm standing up in all this heat and stuff. 
Dave in the chat. Don't worry, we're going to get into Grandmaster Jay. How would you feel about this? How would you feel about this? What if I told you that Grandmaster Jay in 2016 ran for president? What would your reaction be? Let's just say he ran for president in 2016. (laughs) I'm so excited. (laughs) I'm so excited to show you things, my friends. In 2016, Grandmaster Jay ran for president and we have some of his campaign material here on the Daily Boogie. Ready to go, loaded into a gun, ready to fire like a racist phallic AK-47, my fucking niggas. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> Let's keep going here. I want to see the formation. Come on, get in for mate. Get in lines. Get in lines. That's better. Form form into formation. No talking. This is not a goddamn protest. We ain't here to fucking overcome. We done with that shit. This is a black militia. Fall in. Nice. That looks like a white guy to me. We ain't here to fucking overcome. We done with that shit. This is a black militia. If you fall in, you fall with simple. Sean White out there on the front lines. <laughs> Sean King, pardon me. Sean King. I... I don't know why I said Sean White. Must have been one of those Freudian slips. (laughs) White Sean King. That's his name. Talcum X. Looking good, aren't they? Looking good. A savvy, motivated unit of crack personnel. Crack personnel. See what I do? See what I did there? Fuck it. I know. I'm too big for this. I'm too big for this platform, bro. One day it's going to be like, next level. <laughs> Look at all this crack personnel out here. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't even mean the things I say half the time. I'm sorry. Simple instruction. If you can't do that, get the hell out of my formation right now. Fall in. You line up behind the person in front of you. Nice cowboy. Nice cowboy hat in there. Can we see a march? Is that possible, please? Because everybody knows, like, I, 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 I wasn't in the armed services, but anybody will tell you that the worth of a unit, a fighting unit, is in the march. Anybody can stand there in one spot and not do anything, you know what I mean? You need to see them marching in order to know how in tune with each other they are. How, you know, how trained they are, how disciplined they are. So let's see a march. Wow! It's history! Yeah. Oh, uh, see, there's no formation here. The steps aren't in unison. They're kinda they kinda just like they kinda just look like a bunch of dudes just walking around. Who's leading this march? Where are the guys on the outside of the march? 
Keeping them straight. Yeah, where's the goose step? Good question, Rusty. Maybe, maybe, you know, maybe it would be a little better with a bit of goose step. What do you think? Kimmy with a diamond says, another YouTube clip bites the dust. Why? We're talking about one of the most famous uh, military marching songs of all time. Come on, get that march going. Get that march on. Okay, maybe that's not the way. <clears throat> All right. I'm hearing your criticisms. What if we Americanize it for you? How about how about this? How about this instead? Let's do this one. Right, left, right, left, right. You stand in place. Left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right, left. The glory of the United States right, Army, ladies and gentlemen. They right, who are walking. Left, right, left, right, left, right, left. Left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right, left. 
into this let's get into the leader before we do go to the ad break ladies and gentlemen boys and girls thank you for joining us you're on the daily boogie podcast now i was i was going to preface this by saying i can't confirm or disconfirm the star wars imperial march yes let's do that one it's the imperial death march by the way not not to out nerd you but it is the imperial death march All right, how about this? Oh yeah, yeah, this works. This works. traitor and a rebel you are a traitor and a rebel and a terrorist i find your lack of faith disturbing the death star will can be completed on schedule i am sending my apprentice Darth Vader. Hey, they dress in black. They're all Sith Lords. <laughs> in Darth Vader's voice. What's up, my niggers? <laughs> we have intelligence that suggests the rebels are holding out in Confederate land. We must protect the black women. We must protect the black women and our brothers. We are not Black Lives Matter. We are not here to sing and dance. I want to get into the leader because 
here I look, and I was going to preface this by saying that I can't confirm or disconfirm anything that I'm about to show you. And I probably still can't except for one thing. <clears throat> so make of this what you will. Uh, I, see, I'm not going to call them terrorists. They look like freedom fighters to me. Failed musician, failed preacher, failed presidential candidate, ladies and gentlemen. The last one in particular got my attention because I thought, well, if somebody is a uh, presidential candidate, then presidential candidates have what? Presidential commercials. And here we go. The leader of the Not Fucking Around Coalition. <laughs> Sepa Reloaded with the Diamond is it's shit on Greg Abbott Day. Anger, yell, activate. Every day for you should be shit on Greg Abbott Day. Sepa Reloaded. But thank you for joining us. So the leader of the Not Fucking Around Coalition is a guy named John Fitzgerald Johnson. John Johnson. Holy shit! Holy shit! Bug Eaters with a diamond, uh, with a ninjagini. Pardon me. Thank you so much. Very generous. $100 says if it broke out into a firefight, half of them would shoot the other half out of confusion. Well, they are all dressed the same. <laughs> I mean, if the other guy, if the bad guys show up wearing black as well, who knows? It's going to be a bloodbath. Thank you. Thank you for the Nichigini. <laughs> Iceman in the chat. Is it Cory Booker? <laughs> well done. Well done, Rusty. No, his name is literally John. His name is literally John Johnson. And he ran, he ran for president back in 2016. He, so he's gone from presidential candidate in 2016 to armed militia leader in 2020. Imagine, just imagine for a second, allow yourself the joy of imagining for a second if Donald Trump loses the 2020 election, what might happen? Oh. If, if a presidential candidate that nobody's heard about loses an election and then starts an armed militia, what happens to a president who's effectively a Nazi and a bigot and a racist? What happens when he loses an election? Ho, ho, ho. Hey. Oh, look out. We're having fun now, aren't we? Won't that be fun? So let's see John Johnson, John Fitzgerald Johnson, back in 2016, ladies and gentlemen. Running for president. This is fantastic. <laughs> Winning TV with the diamond. And you thought Hillary was pissed when she lost. <laughs> this guy started an army. This is fantastic. Here he is. The leader My name of is the... Fitzgerald Johnson. This is the leader of the Not Fucking Around Coalition only... Four years ago. Look at him dressed with the suit. He looks very, look at him. He's very well dressed, very sharp. The black tie. See, when I wear a suit, I was talking about this with my wife the other day. My method of suit, I only have two options. I always have a black shirt with a suit. So it's like a black or a dark, very, 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 very dark blue suit or preferably a black suit. But I always go the black shirt and I either go a black tie or a bright white tie. I never wear a white shirt under a suit. You know why? Because it's not fucking cool enough. That's why. Black suit, black shirt, black tie. That's how I fucking roll. White shirt underneath, it's too businessy. It's too officey for me. Don't like it. Black shirt underneath is cool as fuck, kids. If you're listening, that's how you, that's how you dress smart and cool as fuck. 
Ben K. Veritas with a diamond. So it's safe to say he was effing around then. No, no, no. Was he effing around then or is he effing around now? <laughs> let's 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 hear the guy out. Maybe he's good. My name is John Fitzgerald Johnson, and I am running for the presidency of the United States. Along with Lloyd Kelso, we intend to reform this country of the people, by the people, for the people. Not and if not, we're going to shoot everybody. <laughs> not career politicians, but real people trying to make a change per the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. If you don't vote Republican or Democrat, you're not losing your vote. You're casting your vote. Trump is racist. Hillary is corrupt. Bernie betrayed us. Only we can fix us. He's, I mean, I don't disagree with him, to be honest with you. <laughs> Rights. If you don't vote Republican or Democrat, you're not losing. The girls that go crazy about a sharp dressed man. Jim Enwood in the chat. Your vote. You're casting your vote. The only wasted vote is a vote that's not cast. So cast your vote for Kelso Johnson. God bless you, and only we can fix us. This brings us to a difficult point in the conversation. Do we continue supporting Toddles for 2020? Or do we now throw our weight behind the leader of the Not Fucking Around Coalition, formerly the 2016 presidential candidate, John Johnson? Here he is. John Johnson, uh, on building a black ethno state in... <laughs> so I, I need to preface this. Because I have done a little digging on this guy, and, and it's good. It's very good. It's Kanye now. Yes, I've got a Kanye video, but I'm not going to get time for it. Maybe we'll get time for it in the second half of the show. I do want to take a break. Uh, Gary's been waiting on very patiently since the start of the show, so I want to hear what Gary has to say. We are big. We love Gary Vance. He's our, he's our boomer here on this show. We love Gary. With the radio voice, Gary Vance, who's up there in that part of the world. So I want to hear what's going on with Gary. So we might get, we might get time for Kanye in the second half. We'll see. I'm not sure. But so this is John Johnson, formerly the uh, presidential candidate, now the leader of the not give uh, no fuck. What is what is it again? No fucking no, who gives a fuck coalition. <laughs> we'll call it the who gives a fuck coalition. Uh, building black ethno state, obtaining nukes and invading America. This is this guy's plan. <laughs> He wants to invade America from within America. It's very, I mean, it's eclectic. It's ingenious, really. They'll never see that invasion coming. <laughs> we were already here. Damn it. All this time we've been building walls and looking outside the border. All the while, the whole point, the whole problem was right in here, in the border itself. We never knew. Let's have a look. Somewhere else. It's just that let's be practical. See, stop talking about, I want to stay here. You don't have a here to stay anymore. Okay, they're about that far from just busting us in our ass for GP. And y'all ain't caught on yet. Because they don't want us here. Okay. Real quick. Get ourselves together. Build our Wakanda. Build our own metropolis. Mm. Make Build a Wakanda. Let's build our own Wakanda. He literally said Wakanda. Like, there's nothing. There's nothing that gets me harder. Since we were talking about penises in the early part of the show, I, I feel I must inform you. There's nothing that gets me more hard than when memes become reality. 
You know what I mean? I just love it so much. Like, I could nearly knock everything off this desk in this studio. I'm so fucking erect right now. We can build our own Wakanda. <laughs> yeah. And I'll build my own Iron Man suit too. I'll build my own Iron Man suit. Um, one of the ladies in the chat, they can build their own, uh, say, <laughs> school, special school for the mutants. Bug eaters with a diamond. So basically Central Park without the building. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> we'll build it. We can build our own special school for the mutants. Isn't it funny? <laughs> Isn't it funny that a Marvel movie has played a part in creating this? Yes, it is. It's hilarious. It is to me, anyway. Thank you for coming. I see you in here. Okay, come on, hear him out. He might have a good plan. Stop being such racist. Oh, you, you people disgust me. Get ourselves together. Build our Wakanda. Build our own metropolis. Make them trade with us. Ring the bell Make, and get your cheese, man. Build our military. Build our economy. Build it. We got some of the brightest. Somebody watched the Malcolm X movie on the weekend with Denzel, huh? Somebody's been watching that Malcolm X movie. It's a great fucking movie, mind you. Malcolm X is an absolute... Uh, Malcolm X. Uh, Denzel Washington has got to be like a living treasure at this point. He's such a good actor. Everything he does is good. Denzel has never been bad in a movie ever. Even if the movie's bad, he's always been good. But it looks to me, it looks to me like somebody was channeling here in this moment uh, Denzel Washington playing Malcolm X in that famous movie. Build our own metropolis. Mm -hmm. Make them trade with us. Make build allies. Build our military. Build our economy. Build it. We got some of the brightest. Take over our own music industry again. Yep. Outlaw a bunch of shit. We don't don't let nobody control it. Do our own. We're gonna outlaw a bunch of shit. Well, sounds like Freedom Town. He hasn't even created his country yet, and he wants to ban stuff. <laughs> It's not going to be authoritarian at all. Come on. We're going to outlaw a bunch of shit. <laughs> We're already banning stuff. We haven't even fucking started yet. All right. Before we decide what we're going to allow in our new country, let's talk about the shit we're going to ban. <laughs> I love these people so much. In the words of Toddles 2020, they're a good breed. On television networks now, you know what I'm saying? Do our own thing. Yep. And then once we've acquired nukes and done everything else that we need, <laughs> we come back to see these people and be like, you know what, cuz I was going to let this slide, but I changed my mind. What the <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen of the United States Friends, cunts, Roman women Lend me your ears 
You are now being strong-armed by a fictional country that is created in the image of Wakanda, which has nukes. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a deal-breaker. We're building our own Wakanda, our own metropolis. We're going to get nukes, and then we're going to start making deals. Sounds like a plan, bro. Do our own thing. And then once we've acquired nukes and done everything else that we need, we come back to see these Because it's just so easy acquiring nukes. It's like walking down to the street corner. (laughs) Yo, man, I got all the fucking shit right here, man. Yo, what you after? Like some nukes and shit? What do you have? Like thermonuclear warheads? Man, I don't even have the warheads. I can get you some fucking dope plutonium though, bro. Yeah, fuck yeah, man. Hook me up. Hook me up with that plutonium shit, my man. Mm. We are go- we gonna acquire some nukes. Because oh, everybody's doing it these days. So easy to get a nuke. <laughs> Especially within the United States. <laughs> oh, you won't be the United States anymore. I know, I know. Get your own place. Get your own- it's like moving out. It's like, it's like the 18-year-old moving out of home. Room to stretch the legs. I can watch whatever I want on TV. I can stay up late. I can eat shitty food at midnight. And I can get nukes. It's going to be great. Fuck you, mum. Fuck you, dad. I'm getting nukes. Extort the world. Fantastic. So, so, look, maybe this is a little, maybe this is a little far-fetched. I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe it's a little far-fetched, but you know what? You got to you got to dream. You got to aim high, and you've got to go large. You got to go big or go home. So, I'm I'm holding my breath on this one. I want to see how this plays out. We will be following the evolution of Chaz, ladies and gentlemen, and I hope that it's everything that it promises to be and more. From the former presidential candidate uh, John Johnson, who wants to build a Wakanda, acquire nukes, and then strong-arm the United States into giving them what they want. I think it's a fantastic plan, a fantastic idea, with no holes in it whatsoever. So looking forward to that. With that, ladies and gentlemen, I'm running over time. I'm going to take a quick five-minute break because I really have to visit the little boys' room, refresh my drink. When we come back, I've got Kanye for you. I've got some other fucking fun things. We've also got Gary Vance, who's been waiting very patiently on the line. So let's hear what Gary has to say. And anybody else, if you want to jump in the Discord... Jump in the general chat and uh, hang out there and we'll get you on the show. Whatever you want to talk about. I'm in that kind of a mood today. Fuck it. Who cares? So stick with us. We'll be back in five minutes. You're listening to the Daily Boogie podcast on a Monday night. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, see you soon. Your novelty comedy songs, organic, handmade with painstaking care, put into every note. Well, look no further than Irrational Times. 
using only the finest instruments to create an experience that your ears will thank you for later. Irrational Times attempts to elevate the whimsy to a desirable level. New songs and sketches every week, so check it out. Idiot Boogie Bumper. Idiot Boogie Bumper. Idiot Boogie Really giving that one a workout? Come on. <laughs> DLive.tv slash JJ Stoner. And we love JJ here on the show. It's the JJ Stoner Spring Collection. The perfect attire for any and every occasion you can think of this season. Like we were in the mosh pit full of sweat and everyone's slapping, hitting, and pulling on you. This shit won't rip. Lunch at your favorite cafe? Brunch with the girls? These stylish ensembles will give you the confidence you need to look and feel your best. Or if you're getting arrested for possession, it comes with a built-in police stick-proof body armor. Keep swinging, pigs! Call now, and your order will come with a complimentary ounce of that dankest bubblegum slur cane that the South has to offer. But don't forget the wall tapestry! If you need to cover your wall, it works! Inverted, narcissistic, and most importantly, completely pointless. Come waste an hour of your week with The Starting Block, Friday nights Australian time at dlive.tv forward slash The Starting Block. Get in touch with us on Twitter, at The Starting Block, no K at the end. Also, subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or iTunes by searching for The Starting Block, or one word, or on Podbean at startingblock.podbean.com. Join the Blockheads, tuning in, in their millions, right around the world. Hello, my name is Frozen Asian, and I like to tell you about my show, The Sunday Night Shit Show, every Sunday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, along with good conversations and laughing at funny and weird shit we find on the internet. We also have The Hat Cam, where I showcase my myriad of great-looking hats. Here is a testimonial from a great friend of mine who has enjoyed my hats lately. Hi. I hope your next hat is a bullet. Jesus Christ, what are you, fucking Asian Dick Tracy? <laughs> you. <laughs> you have to ruin my evening. Like I, I'm just gonna just listen, you know, listen to my bud do their show, and you, you gotta, you just gotta do this. Without the hat. So you're not enjoying it? No. <laughs> Dude, Asian oh, come Dick on, Tracy. I really enjoy it. You look no. like you're going undercover <laughs> in, in Argentina, but it's now working. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. I oh, hate come on, you secretly really love it. <laughs> no, no, I openly hate it. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it. Uh, so... Subscribe to the Sunday Night Shit Show at youtube.com slash Sunday Night Shit Show. And uh, hope to see you there on Sunday nights. Bye. Feeling depressed? Need someone to tell you it's not okay? Do you like goth public access TV? Then join me for The Big Empty every Sunday at noon 
Major underscore Tom on DLive with zeros for O's because everything in your life is that difficult. Hey, Patriots, this is your favorite Southerner, Doc Martin. Just wanted to remind you to put on your calendars to join me and your favorite near-to-wheel Yankee, Bill D'Angelo, on Saturday nights, beginning with Promises Kept at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, followed by the Speakeasy with all of your favorite Patriots. You never know what we might cuss and discuss. That's right, Doc Martin. This is everybody's favorite Yankee, Phil D'Angelo speaking. And on Saturday night, we could have Kimmy, Y censored, affectionately known as Electrolux, the original grandma, UK Neil, Rusty, and his famous sound test show, Coffee Talk with Sandra, Earth Citizen, Stefan, the infamous Grandma Sears, Mac Daddy may even make a show up, or virtually anyone else in the world for some irrelevant fun. Yankee evening, some irreverent fun. So be sure to join us on Twitch, Periscope, DLive, or YouTube. That's right, Doc. Follow us at Winning TV on all of those channels. So be sure and put it on your calendar. We'll be looking for you. We'll leave the porch light on. I still think it's irrelevant fun. But well, why are you farming for coins when you have a heavy bag? <laughs> There's a place that we can go to watch old things. All the warm, fuzzy member berries it brings. It's a special little spot tucked away on D-Live. Enjoy the joy of Bessie. Carry old movies and old cartoons. We hope to see you over there very soon. It's our special little spot tucked away on D-Live. Enjoy the joy of Bessie. When we were kids and there wasn't any school We'd sit and watch all the best cartoons Eating cereal until it was noon We never thought that 30 years later It'd still be cool Saturday night and cheesy movies The ones that used to show us boobies It's our special little spot Tucked away on D-Live Enjoy the joy of Pessy. Enjoy the joy of Pessy. Enjoy the joy of Pessy. This Justin, the global officials that can help all, also known as Got You, have now banned all boogieing and boogie-related movements worldwide. Public safety is the main concern, they say. And people are reminded that boogieing is contagious. Anyone caught boogieing will be dealt with in the harshest terms police have reported. More Sometimes right on. this world can get you down. There's just one thing you can do. You gotta get back up and shake it all around. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie pumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. Coming back. Second half of the show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for joining us on the Monday night edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. It's an absolute pleasure to be with you once again. Hope you charge your glasses because we've got so much more to get through and so little so I put the call out. If you want to jump on the show, um, 
a couple of people are DM me and asking for the Discord link. If if one of the boogers could you please like put the Discord link in the chat if it hasn't already been put in the chat already. Uh, no stress though. But a couple of people at DM want to get on. Uh, but Gary has been waiting very patiently since the start of the show. So let's bring him on. He's our favorite boomer, ladies and gentlemen. Gary, are you there, mate? Hang on. Mirror, can you? I've got you. I've got you. You got me good. I've got you good. Oh, so. Uh, what can we do for you? Thank you for joining us, by the way. You've been, you, you've been there since you the start of the show. You've been no. there since the start of the show. Waiting very patiently. Yeah. It's since an assumption. The, since the very beginning. Uh, this is Gary Vance, by the way. He has a DLive channel, DLive.tv. Is it Gary underscore Vance? Is that how we get you on DLive? Uh, yeah, I guess. I guess yeah, whatever. <laughs> so so what ha- I tell you what happened, uh, you know, you're talking about dicks and sky rape and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So so yeah. I went to the grocery store. What did I miss? <laughs> you missed every. You missed all the fun. <laughs> You missed all the fun. Now, come on. You were around in the 60s. You know how I much fun it. it can be being around the big well, buildings I, that look like penises. Come on now. Don't you, well, I wasn't really paying too much attention to that, you know, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I got a, that fucking around coalition. Yeah. What do you think? Good? Uh, bad? Well, no, I was, I was with them all the way you know they're all they were doing is exercising their second amendment rights walking sure. down the street carrying guns yep thinking what the fuck you know just because they're dressed in black and they're that scares people or something you know I'm, uh, you know but but then the guy started talking you know mm. and, and, and uh and that's where it all changed oh all he wants is fucking texas <laughs> just give us texas yeah, that was that's all he wants. He yeah. says you 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 know, you give us Texas and we, we won't have a problem. You don't give us Texas. He said he says, uh promise us you won't try stopping us from going somewhere else that will give us our own country. Right. Thinking why the fuck would we try and stop them? Well, the people who are in that place may try and stop them though. <laughs> Right? Well, no, he's <laughs> he's talking about like some Central American shithole inviting them down there and give them a chunk of land or. Ah, really? Yeah. Well, if they do that, well, I, good luck to them. If if somebody's going to give you the land, then fine, take it. Power to them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how many times are we going to fight for Texas? You know what I mean? Sure. Like, yeah, right. Just, how many times it's been won and lost, won and lost, won? Just give it up already. <laughs> give, give it up. Yeah. And why Texas? Well, there's a so lot that's of the other thing I was wondering about. Well, Why come Texas? on, it's very got a lot of oil there. It's very close to Mexico, so if somebody needs to it's duck across Me- the border, it's got a long, got a long border with Mexico. Mm-hmm. A lot of oil. Yep. And uh, you know, very small beach yeah. because uh, they're probably unlikely to go to the beach anyway. So you know, whatever. Well, you know, <laughs> but they can, you know, they can can use that beach to uh, their nukes in, you know, and it, ah, uh, yeah. Uh, I was all, you know, I know everybody was going nuts uh, watching this thing and thinking, oh, look at this scary. Where are the police when you need them? Uh, send in the National Guard. It was a thousand armed citizens men, uh, marching down the street in uh, Stone Mountain, uh, Georgia. Yep. Uh, I've been there time, Stone Mountain, Georgia, but uh, I, I was looking at it and I was thinking, yeah. So, like, when they, uh, in this, basically the same group or part of the group hmm. so, uh, 
supporting Stacey Abrams. They were alongside the road. Remember the picture? Oh, yes. Yep. Yep. Where they were, where they were all holding guns and they were had the Stacey Abrams uh, campaign sign. Yeah. Thought right. Everybody went batshit over that, too. Yeah. Thought, well, <laughs> Everybody's what, going batshit over everything, is- Gary. That's the point. <laughs> well, let's you know what's what's their problem. You know, they just because they're black and they're carrying the same, you know, they they have guns. You yeah. mad anybody? Yeah, no, I think so. they, they didn't hurt anyone. Threatening to shoot anybody? No, you know, that kind of thing. So, you know, okay, he kind of lost me though when he said uh, get nukes. Oh, so, it's Texas. You know? <laughs> he lost you when it came to Texas. Uh, and you're not a Texan. You're a Northwesterner. Is that right? Like a I'm born in, I'm in Minnesota. <clears throat> yeah, right. In- you're a long way away from Texas. So you would be like, if anybody was willing to give up Texas, it would be somebody like, you like, oh, no, fucking, who cares about Texas? Fuck Texas. You know, give, well, give Texas to them. But Texas no, apparently I- has like a lot of, uh, even people outside of Texas in the United States, I've noticed, really like the story of Texas. And it's special. Is that is that a fair thing to say? Texas is special, like in terms of Americana. Yeah, you know we had fight Mexico for it. And... Yep. Don't you think you should just Steal give it. it up? Don't you think you should just give it away because somebody's complaining? That. I think we should talk. Uh, we should negotiate with them. Uh, maybe uh, California. What about Oklahoma? That's close to Texas. <laughs> no, 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 California. California. California's worth too we, much money, though. Oh, no, no, no. Nobody'd go there. Good. <laughs> oh, we, and we got the mountains. But then, but then you're definitely giving, you're giving them all of the tech and everything. Like, you're giving them, like, Tech Valley and, uh, pardon me, Silicon Valley, and you're giving them Hollywood, and you're giving them, like, uh, there's a lot of naval bases and shit in California. You'll just be handing over. Maybe you have to destroy that shit before you leave. Absolutely. Yeah, move yeah, that to move Texas. Move it around it. <laughs> Move it around the other side. You know? Yeah, fuck. <laughs> give them. I, I want to give them Iowa because that's in the middle of the country. Yeah, you can't have that. That's going to be an intrusion. It's going to be get difficult. all the corn. Yeah, mm. the ethanol business. And, but what about anyway? They lost. They kind of lost. Lost me at Texas. What about Alaska or uh, Hawaii? One of those two. I mean, they're off the mainland. You wouldn't I have think, to deal. Uh, with them. I think could probably get James <laughs> to move out. Yeah, no, he'll stick him. around. He'll become he'll become a mercenary. Uh, ben K. Veritas, I'll settle this now. I'll give them Canada. He's willing to give up Canada. It's too cold. Come on now. I like that. I like that idea. That I think that's good. I think we could support that. Yeah, in fact, Lucifer, we could help. Lucifer <laughs> Sam in the chat. A- Our nuclear research facilities are in California. That's just what they want. Don't you can't give them yeah, California. That's what they want. <laughs> we could be like the uh, like the uh, the the French were. 17 in the original war and we could help uh them fight for canada mm, you mean like fund get them arm them. them get yeah. rid of get rid of the canadians <laughs> yeah. and then blow them up after they're gone you know how would they deal yeah, with yeah. The, how would they deal with the indigenous population in canada though because you know the eskimos are notoriously difficult to remove though I mean, they live in They'd, subarctic Arctic temperatures. They, I mean, they're very strong people. You're you you're going a little too far north. Oh, there's, they're there, though. They're in Canada. <laughs> so we give them a slice of Canada. Say oh, near they, Detroit. Be, you know what they'd probably do with them? What's that? Slaves out of them. No, they wouldn't do that. Come on, it's about equality, Gary. 
Oh, but anyway, this, uh, <laughs> I, I'll give you one more. I, I, I got one more thing here, and then I'll leave your poor people alone. Okay. Okay. Not fucking around coalition. It's a coalition. Hey. Yeah. Who's like the in co the coalition? Like the coalition of the willing. Coalition. Remember that in the, uh, the Iraq war, the coalition of the willing. Yeah, but so. that, that involved groups. You yeah, know, it had America, parties. England, France, yeah. Australia, and then places like Tonga and Western Samoa. Yeah, so I saw a thousand guys marching down a street. Mm. They're the not, not fucking around coalition. I'm just wondering who else is with them. Where, where are they? Ah, uh, where's the coalition part of the coalition? Yeah, what it, what it, yeah, where's the coalition part? Was that it? I think that's it. I think that's it's a bunch of people in the, in one place at one time. So it's a single it's a entity coalition. It was a thousand? A thousand people, they, apparently, yeah. A thousand people marching. Yeah. It's supposed to be just scary as hell, you know, it's supposed to scare the shit out of everyone. Mm. Yeah. What I call what I would call it would be the ten minute war. <laughs> what? Yeah, I no, I I, I tend yeah, to think well, no. To be honest, I think the American government would give up long before these people will. <laughs> like, let's be honest here. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't want to offend you. I don't want to upset you. Here, take Texas. I don't even want it. I don't even like it. It's awful. Please, whatever you say. The storm was a hundred hours. Mm. So I'm saying this would be probably be about ten minutes. But. Well, it was it was a hundred hours plus sixteen years. <laughs> Because you know, well, still yeah, there. yeah a, there is that part. Yeah. Well, and oh, come to think of it, we're still there, aren't we? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, it's still there. Haven't left yet. Other you mention it, mm. and only uh, Rand Paul, there. only Rand Paul's the only one, the only senator who from either side who you know stands up from time to time and says, "Why the hell are we still there?" And he gets criticised, of course, for being a uh, anti-maga because he says such things. So. <laughs> He's 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 uh, definitely uh, he, consistent. No, I don't think we can. You know, I like uh, the, uh, the hardcore libertarian types. You know, hmm. I think you would understand that. No, of course not. Well, yeah. I mean, why wouldn't why wouldn't why wouldn't I? I don't understand why hardcore libertarianism isn't the most popular with the young people. Think about it: all the drugs, all the sex that you want. Nothing's banned. Well, everything's open. All the guns. So you can get the best from the left. You can get the degenerates from the left and the the degenerates from the right and make your own coalition. I don't well, know. It, it, it actually is. They just don't know what to call themselves. <laughs> Unemployed. I think that's the word. No, well, uh, yeah. <laughs> as long as the checks keep coming. Yeah, that's yeah. that's true, you know. But thing about it is, is when it comes, comes to like, Rand Paul and people like that, it's almost like can't get there from here. No, no, a long way away. You know what I mean, oh, absolutely. It's a, it's a nice dream, you know, but you, you can't get there from here. It's yeah. Not yet, anyway. Gypsy's in not the chat saying, all these "Gypsy, so, pardon me, uh, Gary." Gypsy's in the chat saying, uh, "Why can't they just do this in Africa? Africa's a big. Why, why Africa though? Why not give them Europe? How about you? The Europeans have done nothing with that landmass." So we may as well give the not fucking around coalition. Let's give them Europe. I mean, let's see what they can France. do with the place. Do with the drink. France. Yeah, and they might whip it up, whip it into shape. Crowan <laughs> uh, would probably let them come. Yeah, why not? Merkel will. She or, already uh, has. Sweden. Yeah, Sweden, Sweden. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they can't say no. The Swedes. EU. EU would cut them out a chunk of land and say, "Yep, it's your country." Yeah. Have have at it. Go for it. Uh, just, just don't, don't nuke me, bro. 
<laughs> when you get the nukes, don't use them, please. please. <laughs> okay, so anyway, let you back to your show. Thanks for talking. No worries. Gary Vance, ladies and gentlemen, there he is. Thanks for joining us. Our favorite boomer, Gary Vance. Absolute pleasure. Uh, and if anybody else wants to jump on the line, uh, jump in the general chat, the voice chat channel on the Discord server. <clears throat> and whatever topic you want, I'm in that kind of a mood, whatever topic you want, if you want to jump on the show, jump in, have a chat. So, a couple of other things we've got to get through here tonight. First of all, here he is. Yay, 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 yay! Guess who's running for president? It's, it's a very difficult time for me because here I was, um, I was behind John McAfee. And then John McAfee pulled out. Actually, maybe we'll do this first. Let's play a John McAfee video because everybody's very excited about the arrest of uh, Ghislaine Maxwell or however you fucking pronounce her name. Ghislaine, Ghislaine, Ghislaine. Don't give a fuck. Maxwell. We'll just call her Maxie for short. The Maxie pad. Um, so everybody's really excited about the arrest of Ghislaine Maxwell. And like, oh, man, it's so frustrating because it's like, we've been through this before. We've been through this before so many times. How many times are you going to be built up and then disappointed? Like my Twitter feed is filled with people like, oh, this is it. This time, you have become the communists of the 1990s. You know what the communists for the 1990s are known of? Next time it'll work. That's the meme around communism, right? Next time it'll work. Trust me. Next time we'll do it properly. Next time it'll gonna it's gonna work. And then time after time after time it fails. Just stop putting expectations on things. Oh, now we've got Maxwell. I heard the same story about Epstein. I heard the same story about Weinstein. I've heard the same story for the last four fucking years. <clears throat> there is nothing to suggest in any way, shape, or form, based on recent history that the arrest of Ghislaine Maxwell will result in any kind of fucking grand awakening mass arrest of the pedophile situation. And you are fucking nuts if you think it does. I'm sorry. That's the only way I can put it. That's the only way I can say it. There has been nothing in the last four years that would indicate that Ghislaine Maxwell being arrested, and remember, arrests are not prosecutions, ladies and gentlemen. I remember being on Twitter about a month ago when everybody was celebrating all of the rioters being arrested. Oh, they're arresting the rioters. They're arresting the rioters. They're arresting the rioters. Who gives a fuck? The AG of New York came out and said, we're letting them all go. We're letting them all go. So stop telling me about how arrests are so fucking important because they're not. Anybody can be arrested. Prosecuted, charged, found guilty, different story entirely. So don't fucking wake me up until that happens, please. Because I'm done with this dance of every time something like this happens, everybody getting really excited and then being let down. And they'll get really excited and point to it as evidence of something happening. And then when it doesn't happen, they'll say, oh, yeah. And then it's another excuse. Then it's another fucking excuse that you have to work through. So I'm done with all that shit. Talk to me when she starts talking. Otherwise, shut the fuck up. Not interested. Um. Uh, well, before before I tell you what, we've got Semper reloaded in the chat waiting to come on. We'll we'll jump. We'll get to Semper as soon as I play this clip. So this is advice from John McAfee to Jizz Lane Maxwell about 
Everyone is asking me how to avoid being collected by the authorities that might be pursuing you. Simple, really, a four-step process. Let's have a look. John McAfee, ladies and gentlemen, giving some advice to some people on the run. First Street and Boogie, uh, Boogie Stand, Minister of Fun, Kimmy with a Diamond, Jizz Lane. Done. We'll do it. That uh, Jizz Lane Maxwell has been arrested. He's, he, he says Jizz Lane. He says Jizz Lane. Why am I wrong? If John McAfee says it's true, then it must be true. That uh, Ghislaine Maxwell has been arrested. I've been inundated by um, questions from people asking, how do you hide from authorities? Uh, it's very simple, really. It's a four-step it's process. Simple. Number Four one, steps. throw away your phone, your smartphone. Uh, why? <laughs> if you keep it because it has to connect to cell phone towers, uh, you'll be collected within 24 hours. Um, even if you buy a brand new phone from the drugstore and uh, don't register with your name, as soon as you call someone or two people, uh, those in... And I'm pleased to report, ladies and gentlemen, that the roll of toilet paper is ever-present once again on the, on the table in front of uh, John McAfee. Brilliant. Power will go, aha, that's uh, John McAfee. <laughs> uh, go and arrest him. So throw it away. Uh, figure it out. Uh, I haven't had a phone for two years, and neither has uh, my wife, uh, Mrs. McAfee. Um, number two, tell absolutely no one. Winning TV with a diamond. Who is asking him how to avoid authorities? No, he's just giving some helpful advice to Ghislaine Maxwell. He's just helping a brother out, you know what I mean? If you're on the run from the feds, here's how you do it. Because let's be fair here, he has stayed on the run for quite some time. Where you are. So if anybody knows how to handle this, it's John. No one. Not your family, not your brother, not your sister, not your mother, not your father, not your children, not your best friend. Why? Because you can trust, unfortunately, no one. <laughs> hey, I love him because he's right. <laughs> trust no one. DTA, don't trust anybody. That's a, that's a fucking life philosophy. Don't trust anyone. Um, number three, use disinformation. Ah. If you're still on social media, which you should be, by the way, if you know how to hide your IP address, um, then um, visit some foreign country. Take as many pictures as you can, uh, leave, and then say, this is where we are. <laughs> remember, all, remember, uh, remember all those videos he was doing from Spain? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Sure you were, John. <laughs> you were in Spain, were you? I'm in Spain right now. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, he's telling you what he does. This is gold information. And visit it as often as possible and take as many pictures as possible so that your pursuers will be looking for you in the wrong country. Um, that's disinformation. And... Number four, the most important, choose a location that is not friendly to your pursuers. <laughs> He's a visionary. He's a visionary. Uh, if you're in China, go to America. If you're... Uh, what would be the place for me that is least friendly to my pursuers? I guess it would be the single mother's shelter. <laughs> America, go to China. The, the shelter for drug-addicted single mothers. 
<laughs> no, or Russia or uh, Belarus. Or, uh, I'm joking. I'm joking. Come on now. Come on. I don't mean that. The Ukraine. Um, very simple. Follow these procedures. And I promise you, if you're clever and alert, um, no one. Overedge over is upset that she's not the favorite boober. No, you're the favorite female boober. So we have male and female ranks. So Gary Vance is our favorite male boomer. Overedge is our favorite female boomer. And that's I think that's all we have. <laughs> all of the other boomers have left us. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. I can't figure it out. Oh, we'll find you. And thank you very much. You're most welcome, John. Like I said, he's a visionary. Uh, let's bring in Semper Reloaded if he's in there and willing and ready to go. I see he's muted. There he is. Uh, Semper, I'm not muted you... anymore, so let's recap. Okay, let's... Well, he comes straight out of the blocks. I like this. Yes, 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 yes. So let's recap. Okay. Uh, in order not to get caught, you need to turn off your cell phone and get rid of it. Get rid of it, yeah. Don't tell anybody where you're going. Correct. Lie to people and say you're going somewhere else. Yep. And then make sure it's in a country that doesn't have an extradition treaty with your country. Well, make sure you are actually in a country when you're not, right? That's that's fucking genius. Oh, he's that's the best, isn't he? Common sense genius. He should have been the president. Well, that's why we were pushing him six months ago to be the fucking president <laughs> on this program. I would have. Uh, I would have. Uh, I would have been lost because I would have forgot that my phone isn't being tracked at all points in time. Yes, exactly. Well, you need to know. You need the government to tell you where you are, of course, Semper. Yes, of course. Or, or I need just the, I just need the little ounce of trust to be able to say because of a piece of paper hmm. they're not going to look at that data. Ah, yes, <laughs> yes, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, we swear to God, we're not using any of the information we find. You trust us, don't you? You trust me? See, that's what a lot of people don't understand is everybody's focused on Trump and mm -hmm. China and uh, China. and and North Korea and all that stuff. But everybody forgets about that little freaking place down there where you live. Mm. Oh, no, we're fine. So nobody suspects you. You're following the rules. No, we're, of, we're great. Uh, we're, we're, we're the lifeboat for the elites when the, your, when the Northern Hemisphere turns to shit, and it will like Europe and the United States, we're actually the lifeboat for the world's rich and famous to build their uh, bunkers and their hideaways. Our water is clean. Our produce is the best in the world. Our meat doesn't have any fucking hormones in it. And our minorities uh, stay within their own fucking realms. <laughs> yep. <laughs> still, yeah, I think it's still like 85. Raccoons. They've never seen a fucking dingo. No, no, that's right. Well, see, and it's a great place to disappear, people, is Australia. Did you know that there's, I, I don't know if you know this or not, there is an, a legitimate, like, worldwide business that people run from Australia. Like, if you want to escape, like, debts or something, or you're trying to escape something, you can pay somebody to fake your death in Australia. Nice. Yeah, because, like, there's so many people that just disappear in the outback because it's so huge and it's a desert, and most of it's never been, like, traversed by human beings. Like, Australia is the landmass of the United States. Imagine the landmass of the United States, right? The same size as the mainland of the United States, okay? But only with 25 million people and only living within a few miles of the coastline. Imagine all of that middle part just being uninhabited, basically, except for, like, handfuls of Indigenous people.
That's what we and have. And those asshole kangaroos. <clears throat> yeah, and the asshole kangaroos. And all of the other stuff, the scorpions and the fierce snakes and whatnot. So uh, it's a very easy place to disappear, Australia. No, I would imagine it is. I almost went to Australia once. We were going to go into Perth oh, as yeah. a Marine. Yep. And we were excited. And we could see it. We could see the harbor in the distance just staring at it. And then it started to move right. Mm. And we realized that the mecca of the world, which is Perth for a Marine, yep. in case you don't know. Yep. I mean, you live there, so you know. I don't live in started Perth, though. To, <laughs> started to slide around to the back of us as they turned around and moved us to Iraq in 98 because they decided they wanted to bomb. <sighs> because they wouldn't let the weapons inspectors in. Oh, we like, no. And you were, yeah. so, you were so close to enjoying yeah. Uh, you know, our beaches and our, our blonde, you know, beach Australian women and our drinking culture and our gun culture over in Western Australia. Western, do, I don't know if you know this or not, but Perth is the state capital of Western Australia and it is the most isolated capital city on planet Earth. Did you know that? I did not know that. So the, it's the furthest, the most far distance that you can get to another capital city Perth has. So they're, they're a little bit different out there. They're a little bit strange because they're so isolated. Like, even, uh, is Honolulu the capital of Hawaii? I believe so. Okay, so you know how it's out there in the middle of the ocean. The next capital oh, city... Oh, yeah, no, I had to go to that shithole twice. Ring the bell oh, right. and get your cheese, but the man. Next, the next capital city from Honolulu is far closer than Perth's neighbor neighboring capital city. It's the most isolated capital city on planet Earth in Perth. Yeah, but if you're if you're only inhabiting eighty five percent of your land, that's not saying much. Well, well, but that it's just the way it is. So they have uh, they have a different culture over there. They speak a, they don't speak a different language. They speak English, well Australian English, which is partly English, and uh, it's a it's a whole different mindset that happens in Perth. They're very insular. They don't really care about what's going on in the rest of the world. They don't they don't particularly care. And they because I'm on the east of- coast, which is the most populated part of the country. Most of us live on the East Coast. They refer to us as like East Coast scum. They, they, they can't stand us. They hate us. <laughs> they think that we're always out to get them, but we really don't care. You know, because we're doing our own thing over here and they're doing their own thing over there. But they have this victim mentality that everybody on the East Coast is out to get them at all, all the time. They run uh, commercials over there for a bank, right? The Bank of Western Australia. And they say, don't trust those East Coast banks. Those East Coast banks are stealing from you. This is like television commercials. For a bank. So it's like Republican and Democrat? Oh, no, it's far worse. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're bred. They're bred with this hatred of the other side of the country. And we don't, but we don't have the hatred because it's like, I love Perth. I've been there a couple of times. It's a great town. It's great fun. You know, it's fun in the sun and, you know, everybody in Perth's really nice. But if they find out that you're from the East Coast, they never trust you. They won't trust you because they're bred, it's bred into them. It's amazing. It happens. Yeah. It happens. Do you call them racist son of a bitch? No, of course not. They're fantastic. Oh, okay. <laughs> we love them. Oh, because you guys are polite there. <laughs> well, not in Sydney, we're not, you fucking prick. <laughs> uh, loaded. So what brings you to the show? What What have you got for us? I assume this is about Greg Abbott? No, I was doing show prep today, and uh, today is uh, our weekly shit on greg abbott day uh where we go in and we look at all of the little bitch pussy shit that greg abbott likes to do from time to time Mm. uh today we are looking at his little uh trying to convince everybody that stripping you of your rights is completely fine and okay 
Yep. Uh, there's a couple of times where they say, just wear your mask, to which uh, every single time somebody says that to me now, I respond with, stay home. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and we are going to look at uh, Fauci and how he's quoting him a lot lately. We're going to, of course, visit the honey badger of senators, Mr. Rand Paul, uh, just uh, uh, running across uh, uh, Fauci's backside uh, the other day. Hmm. And uh, then we're going to go in and we're going to have a little talky talk about uh, MTX uh, group that is the, uh, according to every news outlet, very, very small company that is uh, been hired to contact Trace Texas. Unfortunately, they're not a tiny company at all. Uh, I've been able to confirm about five LLCs that they own. Uh, they have uh, not just $300 million in Texas, but also Georgia, Virginia, New York, Chicago, and uh, in total, 17 states have contracted with these uh, uh, this group uh, that has ties to Google and uh, fun, fun, happy time. Uh, ties to uh, George Soros. Oh, good. Well, everybody. And I mean, let's be. I've got to be fair here, though. Everybody has ties to George Soros because he owns so much, right? Like, like, is that is that the way you see it? Well, like, well, your, again, well, again, your Aussie optimism, your optimism. Well, I don't think it's optimistic. I think it's reality. Have you seen the list of companies that he's bought into? It's fucking endless. Uh, yeah. It's a telephone oh, book. I, it, it so is. every and every company has ties. Yeah, every company has ties. And that's going to happen when you're the world's most famous uh, stock market speculator and hedge funder. Like, people like to say oh. that George Soros is a socialist. That's, no, no, no. You might be, a, no, you might be no, an anti-socialist. He's an uber-capitalist. He is the capitalist yeah. capitalist. No, he, like, he likes to go in and tank econ uh, buy Correct. up economies and then tank it. And then sell it, or uh, he he likes to tank economies, buy up all the stock, and then uh, build the economies again. Correct. Uh, I've yeah. got I've got something for you. While you were talking, you were talking about Greg Abbott. Can I show you this? A little bit of self indulgence, if you if I may, just Absolutely. for a moment. I made this video on June twenty eighth <laughs> last year. Last year. So I've been on the Greg Abbott bandwagon. You'd be amazed how much hate I got for this at the time from Texans who are like, oh, fuck, are you anti-Mega now and stuff? I was talking about Greg Abbott over a year ago. Uh, have a quick listen to this. See what you think. This was sent through by, uh, I think it was Franklin who sent me this. Texas governor signs bill making it illegal to hear sex jokes on campus and not report it. Texas, what the fuck are you doing? I thought Texas was home to the most based patriots to use the parlance of our time. The flag-waving, gun-toting, meat-eating, truck-driving patriots, dadnabbit. What the fuck is this? This Republican Texas governor wants to sign a bill that makes it illegal to hear a sex joke on campus and not report it. He is making it illegal not to be a tattletale. What the hell is that? If you want to talk about political correctness, there is also political correctness on the right, and it's shit like this that drives me nuts. Texas, so what's, how's this going to work? So you're in the cafeteria. You're in the cafeteria, and let's say, all right, here's a joke for you. Um, a guy... <laughs> A guy drops his wife off at the hospital because she's having a lot of problems, 
and she's having some health issues and she's been there a week and she's supposed to come home and she never she never shows up so the guy calls up the hospital and says uh yeah i'm just calling i'm checking on my wife she hasn't come home she was supposed to come home today and the doctor says ah oh, yeah thanks for calling us i'm glad you called us um because there's an issue with your wife oh really what's that yeah well look we've messed up a couple of our reports and we're not quite sure what the issue is. It's one of two things. The good news is it's one of two things. And the husband's like, okay, well tell me what is it? And he said, okay, well, we're not sure either your wife has Alzheimer's or she has gonorrhea one or the other. We're not sure which one. And the husband says, well, what do I do? What the hell do I do? And the doctor thinks about it and he says, okay, if she if she remembers where she lives, don't fuck her. There you go. If she comes home, don't fuck her. So if you were in the cafeteria and you overheard this joke, you would then be forced by law in Texas now on a university campus to run to some fucking counsellor somewhere in some office. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I just heard the most offensive joke from Billy Bob. Billy Bob was down there and he was talking to his redneck boys, his good old boys, and he he told the most offensive joke. It was making fun of people with venereal diseases. He was making fun of the women. It was very misogynistic, very misogynistic. And, you know, I'm, I'm required by law. I'm required by law to report this to you. I just want to let you know. He used the F word. He said if his wife comes home, then he should not fuck her. He can't do that. It's very offensive. It's against the law for me to hear it and not report it. Okay, that's enough. So we're back live now. So first of all, Semper, how do you rate my, I think that's a West Texas accent. Is that right? That's about as good as my Australian accent. So, <laughs> so shit. Go. So it's terrible. <laughs> I, I do find it. I do find it humorous that you guys like to brag about things that are normal for you. Yeah. Like, Crocky, look over there. There's a gator in the wilderness, and you're like, "Yeah, you're in fucking Australia." No, nobody, <laughs> nobody talks. There, there are a few. But that's called an Ocker accent. Like, just so you know. So that like that kind of over accentuate, oh yeah, so I was out in the bush. But that's really like for a very, very, very small amount of people who have grown up like in the country for generations. They they're the only people who talk like that. I'm in Sydney. Different parts of Sydney have their own accent. Like Adelaide has a different accent, Melbourne has a different accent. There's a stingray. Too soon? Too soon? Too you, soon? You're still going re, re. Like it's stingray. Right. That's Roy. that's it. That's Roy. There it is. See? It's not Stingroy. That's all you got to do. You don't do. Stingroy. Well, leave do Roy is... alone. It's not Stingroy. It's not Roy. It's Stingray. <laughs> if, if you want to, if you want to develop your accent, just take a take a piece of like, uh, um, uh, like paper towel. Yes. And crumple it up into like maybe the size of a quarter or whatever, and stick it in the front end of your lip. Yes. Like you got a big old chaw. And oh, then it'll trial. just take, it'll just take, uh, it'll just take naturally. Ding. And then you just talk with something in your front lip. That's Refer how you do it. Oh, so like I do uh, Bubba from Forrest Gump. Is that, is that fair? Like Bubba from Forrest I was born big gum, sir. Is that right? Yeah. No, you just gotta, you just gotta lock that bottom lip right up front. 
Then you, you got to start talking fraud, about how uh, date fraud, stir fraud, pan fraud. You got to get cocktail, it dipped from one of your friends because all you got is quarter can of redip. <laughs> a what, and, a what uh, now? <laughs> it's a quarter can of redip. redip. Uh, that's uh, when you're out in the field you and you redip. don't have access to dip. So you dip for a little while hmm. and then you spit it back into the can. Oh, that's goody. what it's called is redip. Ah, so that's like, that's yeah, the next no, level beyond double dipping. Because, <laughs> you know, you never double no, dip at a, at a cocktail party. I imagine re-dipping, yeah, you have to be yeah, very, very it's, good it's, close uh, friends with the person. It's it's probably the reason that uh, when I was in the field, uh, in the Marine Corps, I would never ask somebody for a dip. I would just always bring mine. And if I was out, I was out because you can't light a cigarette out there. Right. Well, um, so you were in the light, Marines. Did you ever... Did you ever did you ever have the uh, the privilege of uh, fighting with or at least like doing uh, movements with and stuff with uh, any Australians over the years? Or no, we thought we were going to have to, but oh, nobody man. ever uh, hopped across a neutral zone. So, um, but no, I got out before nine eleven. So all of the uh, ah, crazy you were in the good the that. good the good old days where where people yeah. didn't <laughs> oh, shit. back. Back when we didn't go over to another country so we could uh, uh, kill people and die that had absolutely nothing to do with our country. Well, I can tell you that you know. um, your government regards our uh, desert fighters, like our desert SAS, which is like the special air service, right? So I guess they're like uh -huh. Marines, but not kind of because they're not Navy, right? But you know what I mean, right? Um, special forces. So that, of the Navy. Thank you, sir. Sure. That's fine. Sea um, boy. Um, so they regard our, <laughs> no, I like it. So we, they regard our desert fighters, like our, our special forces, desert fighters as the best in the world. We train your guys. Did you know that? You train when? We train, we train like Americans on how to fight in the desert. So when, when, Did uh, you know? the, yeah, well, I, well, you can look this up, you can ask guys if you want. So in the, uh, the Iraq war and like, like post nine eleven and stuff. The Australians went in first, like uh, paratroopers behind enemy lines, to secure places so the Americans could land. Is that so? True, no, true story. True story. We didn't hear well, about I mean, that. We uh, look at all. We, look we at all the fucking all desert. Of our fighting tactics uh, for the desert came from the Israeli army because they're the <laughs> Please. Uh, they're the strongest and most trained in the world because they've been fighting for generations and generations. That's <laughs> and they? I'm not shitting you. I'm not making an Israeli joke. Well, they've been That's running we for were. a long time. They've been running for generations and generations. <laughs> How dare you? What is this anti-Semitism that is coming from a verified checkmark? What the hell? <laughs> Anti-Semitism? We're talking about historical fact here. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, no. So, like, so the Australians were the first ones in in the uh, Gulf War. Like, I think both times. Maybe, definitely the second one, maybe not the first one. But I heard a great story from um, one of these guys, like, at a bar. And he was talking about how they were doing uh, war games. It was... Uh, the Australians, the Americans, and believe it or not, the Gurkhas. Do you know who the Gurkhas are? The Gurkhas? Yeah, from Nepal. I believe they're called Gurkhas, but yes, Gurkhas, I'm aware of them. Right. So they were doing like a paint, <laughs> they were playing paintball, right? And so like, you know, obviously like paintball out in the fucking uh, bush somewhere and people are shooting each other, da, 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 da. And so at the end of the game, like the two groups of Australians and Americans are sitting around talking about how I shot you, I shot you. Nobody saw these Gurkhas. Like, oh, fucking what a joke. Nobody saw the Gurkhas doing things. Nobody saw the Gurkhas. Like, they weren't even there. They weren't even fighting. And then after, like, the game was over, 
um, the Gurkhas came out like out of the bush and sat down with everybody else. And they said, check the bottom of your shoes. And every, every single uh, player in the game had a paintball mark on the bottom of his boot. Nice. Right. Isn't that fucking wild? How you do it. Yeah. Isn't that fucking wild? So I I love shit like that. I love hearing those kinds of stories. Uh, You know, I don't think the Gurkhas are going to conquer planet earth, but you know, when you can do stuff like that, that's fucking unreal to me. Like, like well, they didn't course, even know they were getting shot. Not, that's how good it is. We, <laughs> as we've found out, especially over the last 80 years, it's not your military might. It's your ability to come into a country and completely fucking destroy it from the inside out. <laughs> Touche. Touche. So are you on later tonight, Semper? Am I holding like are you yes. are you doing a show? No, I am actually gonna I'm going I'm actually gonna expound on uh that beautiful video that you took together. Is that somewhere on the internet? Which one's that? The one you just ran. Which one oh the the Tony uh, the Tony, pardon me, the Greg Abbott one? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I can I can uh, only sixty two yeah, people. Me a link. It's a I would video. like to run it. It's a video would, that only sixty two is... people have watched. So you'll you'll be one of the first. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> how long is it? Uh six minutes. Oh, that's perfect time for an intro. There you go. So I'll run it I'll run it as my intro. All right. Um but yeah, so today we're gonna we're gonna introduce MTX. We're going to shit on Greg Abbott with his mask thing. We're going to show the lieutenant governor uh, not saying he's an idiot, but saying the people he's listening to is an idiot. And then uh, the next, we're going to really go after how he got his money. Ah. Uh, Because he did a really shitty thing. Um, So he sustained that injury when he was 24, right as he was getting out of law school. Mm -hmm. And uh, a tree fell on his back and broke his spine Oh! and he sued the homeowner and the tree company. Uh, and this fool to this day is getting like something like 700 and $700,000 a year, um, <laughs> in perpetuity for the rest of his life now. But that's not the funny thing. It's pretty funny though. This, yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> then, uh, then this bastard, here's what's not funny. This bastard becomes the attorney general and starts working, um, working with the state to start setting limits uh, when he was attorney general and then also governor to start setting limits on how much you can get in personal injury and stuff like that, working with lobbyists. And he ended up putting, I think it's like five or six or seven different uh, caps in place to where if he got injured today, uh. he wouldn't get anything compared to what he's getting now isn't that cute isn't that yeah fucking and he's cute. still pulling in that check i think right now he gets a uh, uh an inflation increase every single year on it of course right he now does. he's getting about 700 to seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year uh and then he gets some kind of lump sum at the end of the year you know for a bonus oh of course it's nice yeah oh, very so, nice. yeah we're gonna go into that next time uh but thursday thursday i think i'm going to uh uh, I think I'm going to go through the pre-corona stuff, like uh, uh, the orders that were sent to the military and stuff like that. So if you're okay. bored on Thursday, I could I could do a guest. Oh well, I'm 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 on I'm on I'm pre-disposed already this week for coffee talk with Sandra, but I will come on your show if you want me. Um, oh, absolutely. How about no, how so about we'll how about next up. Thursday? Next Thursday works. Done. Booked in. We're we're booked in. All right. Done. There you we'll go. we'll confirm. All right, brother. Well, thanks for having me on. I appreciate Anytime. it. Anytime. Thanks for calling in. All right. Have a good one. You too. There you go. Semper Reloaded, ladies and gentlemen. 
Um, one more thing for you tonight. So we watched the campaign commercial for uh, John Johnson, who's the leader of uh, I Don't Give a Fuck or Who Gives a Fuck or We All Give a Fuck or We Don't Give Enough Fucks or whatever they're called, um, the new black militia. And got me thinking, because I love campaign commercials. I love watching the campaign commercials. It, it brings me joy. And for this next one, I have to give, and we'll make this the last item of the night. Thank you for joining us on this edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. For this item, I have to give a big tip of the fucking hat to a big tip of the special hats. And I'm just wearing a normal baseball cap, though. Pardon me. But I have to give a big tip of the hat cam to Frozen Asian and Spent D. (laughs) Coffee talk with Sandra with the diamond. Indeed, you are, Boogs. Apparently, I am. There's no getting out of it now. So... I have to give a big tip of the hat to Frozen Asian and Spent D for playing this last night on their show. So follow Sunday Night Shit Show, dlive.tv slash Sunday Night Shit Show. Sound persons in the chat says, we fuck better than you do. Well, the birth rates would suggest otherwise, but putting that to one side. Um, <laughs> show hats straight away. So big, big tip of the hat. Big thumbs up, big thank you very much, because I noticed a lot of you weren't watching the Sunday Night Shit Show last night. You should have been, because you would have seen this. If if you're at least concerned, I think you should be concerned. <clears throat> if you're concerned in any way, shape or form that Donald Trump uh, is at risk of losing the 2020 election, we need to get here. I think we can all agree we need to get Donald Trump back to 2016 Trump. Because 2020 Trump is not 2016 Trump. Think about 2016 Trump. Build a wall, ban the Muslims, (laughs) bring the jobs back, fuck the elites, we're going to lock them all up. That was 2016 Trump. 2020 Trump is, yeah, but the Democrats are going to raise your taxes. I don't know which Republican campaign expert has gotten into his ear, but the... Democrats are going to raise your taxes has basically been the GOP campaign slogan for the last 30 years. And if you look at it, um, people want to call themselves conservatives. They haven't even been able to conserve a public fucking toilet. Haven't haven't even been able to stop men pissing in the little girls' room. So don't give me that shit about pure conservatives and conservatives are the best because you can't even stop people fucking pissing where the little girls take a shit. So don't talk to me about conservatism. You have you have no points on the board over the last 40 years. Shut the fuck up. Winning TV of the diamond. Exactly. He's on the GOP talking points now. Yeah, standard GOP campaigning, right? Well, we got to keep taxes low and we got to you know, you got to bring jobs back and like it's it's just the normal the normal GOP stuff. Very different from the Donald Trump of 2016. Whether you like it or not, it's true. And, like, every now and then I hear shit from, like, Reagan-era Republicans, which is fine. Like, I like Donald... uh, Donald. I like Ronald Reagan as well. Don't get me wrong. But don't don't talk to me about how superior you were because it was under your watch that, like I said, the public toilets became a fucking battleground. So shut the fuck up. You conserved nothing. You didn't win shit. That's why we're here. You have no right to tell other people on the right how they should do politics. Shut up. Because they're like, oh, we need to get these people out of the movement. This is what Republic, this is what the right is all about. This is what conservatism's all about. It's like, oh, really? Is it drag time story hour and shit? 
like t- teaching five-year-olds about gender fluidity. That's what that's on your watch. You let that happen. So don't criticize younger people when they go, uh, you know what? We're going to have to go a little bit harder to stop this shit. Oh, you can't go too hard. We've got to do this the right way. Because <laughs> it worked so well for your fucking generation, didn't it? So um, <clears throat> putting that to one side, <laughs> and that person knows who it's for. Thanks for watching. Um, <laughs> fuck it. So we need to get back to the Trump of 2016. The Sunday night shit show, ladies and gentlemen, last night played this Donald Trump commercial from Japan. <laughs> the Japanese do Donald Trump commercials better than Donald Trump does Donald Trump commercials. Have a look at, and this will take us out for tonight. Have a look at this Donald Trump commercial from Japan in 2016. And I want you to think about how can we get a back to a place? How can we get a back to a place like this? We need to get a back a place like, a, like it is. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the Japanese interpretation of the Donald Trump 2016 presidential campaign and think about all of the things you're missing out on here in the Western world. I saw a lot of commentary last night about this particular image here. <laughs> and if you're listening to the podcast, you can't see. So let's, you'll have to, this will be one that you have to watch. Now, <laughs> you have to, I was trying to explain in the chat. Well, let's be honest here. The Japanese were allies with them in World War II. So this it's not like out of the realm of possibility here that they would not have the same kind of uh, natural aversion to such symbology as other people might. <laughs> Winning TV with a diamond who is half Japanese, half Italian. What a fucking cocktail that is. Thank you for joining. Hell yeah. Us Japs do it better. Damn. Hurrah. Hurrah, bada bing. What a bring. <laughs> Phil D'Angelo. Great guy. Great guy. Follow Winning TV on DLive. DLive.tv slash Winning TV. Follow Q's like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. All right. I'll play it one more through. I'll play it one more time through and I won't interrupt. <laughs> I'm going to have to interrupt. Lucifer Sam. I don't remember this scene from Tron. <laughs> Arthur Blake in the chat on Periscope. It's a bad look. I mean, look at everything else in this commercial. What are you worried about? (laughs) (laughs) 
we get back to this? This was the shit. And then he blows up the earth at the end of it. Vote Trump 2016. <laughs> How perfect is that? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. How do we find that in 2020? Absolutely fantastic. Thank you, Japan bros. That was beautiful. Uh, <laughs> that brings us to the end of tonight's edition of the Daily Boogie podcast. Thank you to everybody who uh, joined us tonight. Thank you for your contributions on DLife. If you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means, head to patreon.com slash boogiebumper. Become a subscriber by hitting the subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And, of course, if you would like to... Ah, oh, Trump 2016, aye! Then you can do so by following me on Twitter, at boogiebumper. Thank you to Gary Vance and Semper Reloaded for joining us tonight. Uh, give them a follow as well. Semper is coming up after this show. Coffee Talk with Sandra is coming up after this show. Irrational Times is coming up with this show. Then you've got Nightwave with Mersh. There's so much fucking going on. And I'll be back tomorrow night at 6pm for another edition of what the whatever whatever the fuck it is we do here. For at least three days a week. <laughs> so thank you for joining us. Don't forget to follow all of our friends. Um, uh, oh, you know what? I'll do it tomorrow. Because I sent... Um, I sent a video through to Daywave, yes, like today. Um, you know, I'll play it tomorrow because I sent a video through the Daywave after uh, Royce played some guy with like half um, man, half woman clothing, like split down the middle. And it reminded me of a clip that I saw as a very, very young kid here in Australia from a family variety show. And you know what? We'll do tomorrow... On tomorrow night's show, we'll start off with a few member berries. How about that? You'll trust me, you'll fucking love this clip. It's absolutely sensational. If you guys, if you thought you guys were racist, <laughs> you got fucking nothing. You have nothing. But he couldn't play it because his internet was fucking out. But so that's okay. So I'll play it tomorrow night. So 6 p.m. tomorrow night, we'll open the show with a little bit of member berry stuff. I meant to do it today and totally forgot. So we'll be back tomorrow night at 6 p.m. I'm opening the chest right now, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Follow all of our friends. Uh, Why Censored, Winning TV, ladies and gentlemen, UK Neil, Mr. America, The Beat of Truth, Lucifer Sam. Start your show soon, Lucifer. Like, you know, we've given you the fucking hot run in now. We've given you that that launch pad. Let's fucking go. Let's see the Lucifer Sam show going any day now. <laughs> but he is a California liberal, so fuck him. He's probably too lazy and on welfare, of course, as the meme goes. Just kidding. He's not on welfare. He's a trust fund baby in the rich suburbs of California. No, just kidding. Uh, Lucifer Sam doing a show any day now. Don't forget to follow our friends. Irrational Times, Coffee Talk with Sandra. Uh, UK Neil, Mr. America, The Bearded Truth, Kimmy Y Censored. Like I said, later on tonight, uh, you've got Spent D and Frozen Asian. Thank you so much. Tip of the hat to them for that amazing fucking clip. 
amazing clip. That's going into my personal favourites folder, that one. I love it. <laughs> it's the best campaign commercial I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, who else have you got? Uh, later on tonight, Mersh. Tomorrow morning, Royce, Royce Ropez with Way Dave. Uh, JJ, the great JJ Stoner, ladies and gentlemen, at midday, Revenge of the Sis at 4, and then yours truly at 6pm. And, of course, don't forget Major Tom, who's changed his day now from Sunday to Saturday. He now does Saturday at 10pm. I have to change that in my ad roll. Ah, so be No rest for the wicked. No rest for the wicked. And so, like I said, that's it. Tomorrow night, I'll see you here at 6 o'clock, 6pm. Be fresh, be bright, be bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, and we'll see you then. Until then, stay calm, stay rational. God bless, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.